Hello and welcome to episode 23, Reaching Out and Connecting with the Media. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast with Ranjini Joshua, the only podcast that teaches you how to strategically navigate the world of public relations and social media and grow a powerful brand. Hello and welcome to episode 23. I am recording in a very hot isolated room, but we're going to get through this today. The weather has really kicked it up a notch out here in Southern California, but uh, I'm very uh, happy to be uh, living out here where it's very nice and quiet. Um, Let's get into this. To you, reaching to the media may be a little bit mysterious, but for me, it's something that we do every single day. I probably send about 10 to 20 pitches a day on a slow day and anywhere above that on a normal day and forget product launches. Those are all consuming and we're sending 50 to 100 pitches on those days. But the most fun aspect of my job is creating the media list, the pitch angles and reaching out to the right person and then getting them to write about your clients. So to this day, my crowning glory piece is this one article that I got placed into the New York Times. It was a Sunday section of the New York Times in full color about a video game company. And I've always kind of been so proud of that piece. And it it was a long time ago now, but um, I still reference that piece as probably my most, my biggest media achievement to this day, even though I've gotten stuff in much bigger publications. um, You know, I work with TechCrunch all the time. I work with Forbes and Fast Company and Good Morning America. But That is really kind of like one of these standout pieces of when I was starting to really develop my media relations chops and I got this great piece and work, what work means to me when we are securing these pieces. And I think a lot of you don't know what goes into it is one developing the pitch, but also reaching out to the right person and speaking their language enough where they want to have a conversation with you. And then moderating all those conversations in between. I think that article specifically was a very big article. And it probably took about 20 to 30 to 40 interactions with that reporter. I was also traveling at the time. So I I remember being sleep deprived and speaking to him at like really strange times. He was in New York and I was in um, another country in Europe. And um, I still had to get the article done. And I was actually in Europe with the clients. So it was really interesting, that whole dynamic and moderating with the clients, getting them on the phone at the right time. And then once the article's written, fact-checking and helping the reporter get all the facts correct and get all the names right and, and all that stuff. So a lot of work goes into it and it starts with the pitching process, but it doesn't end until the article is published. And really, actually, I would say until the article is filed by the journalist. And then you kind of can take a breath and you can be like, okay, I think, I think it'll be a good one. And you know, you don't always get to see the article. So journalists are not going to run the article by you. And I think this is another important thing to know. They're not going to give me a draft and say, Hey, can you make sure this is okay? No, it's whatever you said is going to be reported on. And if the journalist is nice, if he wants to fact check, or if he wants some clarity on something, then he'll run it by you. Um, as the PR person, or if you don't have a PR person directly as a CEO to make sure um, he quoted you correctly or something like that. But those are the really nice journalists that really want to cover their bases and maintain relationships. Not every journalist has the time first or the 
interest to do all that. They're going to do, take their interview, take what they can get, and then they're going to stick it out there and for everyone to see. And you kind of have to cross your fingers and hope that it was a good experience. So anyways, it's quite a process. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. They don't understand that media relations is more than just sending an email to someone and getting them to say yes to an interview. It's curating that entire process, shaping the story. Basically, I have the story in my head before I pitch it to the media. I have to make sure that media understands the direction I want it to go in and understands the direction we want the, the client wants it to go in, really, because it needs to be a win for them. So it doesn't have to be too difficult. I know it sounds, I just made it overcomplicated, but there's really five simple ways to reach out to the media and make this a thoughtful process that you can recreate over and over again to get the brand recognition and coverage that you want. Now, if you don't have a media person and you're DIYing this whole thing, then you might want to start with one person at a time. And that actually might be a very effective plan for you because it could be very specific and directed. So here are five steps to reaching out and connecting with the media. Number one, identify who the target audience is. Who are you trying to reach? Why? And with what information? That is actually the number one thing. It's not, hey, I want to be in Forbes magazine. It's who do you want the target audience to be? Now, there is a different method of, hey, I want to be in Forbes magazine. And maybe we'll cover that in another podcast. But really, the first thing is to identify who is the target audience for the story that you're talking about, this narrative that you're creating in your head. Number two, what publications and media does that target audience read? So sometimes you think you know Um, but you realize, oh, wait, that person probably doesn't read that magazine. They probably read this other magazine or they probably actually live online. That's probably the best place to go. So make sure you're going to the best place that will attract your target audience so that your, your coverage will be consumed by the right people. Third, research the reporter that covers the space you're in. I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. Research, research, research is your best friend. This means read their bio, find them on LinkedIn find them on Twitter, read a few of their articles, make sure they are the right person to talk to you. Make sure they have an interest in talking to you and that you're going to provide value to them. That's how you can almost guarantee that a reporter is going to take the interview. How are you going to provide value to the reporter? Fourth, talk to the reporter, contact the reporter (laughs) with personalized email. So contact the reporter with a personalized email, meaning don't just say, hi, Joe. Um, That's great. That's just personalizing the name. (laughs) You really want to say, hey, Joe, I saw that you wrote about this last week. It seems like you've written a few articles on this, but I actually have a really interesting insight on that same topic. Can I share it with you? This first email is an introductory email. You don't want to make it too long. This should be like four to five sentences with a call to action. So, The introduction should make sure that you identify that you know his background, what he writes about. And the second part should be, what is, what are you offering him? Why does he want to talk to you? And the third part is, what do you want? What do you want to come out of this? Um, I'd love to take 30 minutes on your calendar. I'd love to send you a product for review. I'd love for you to connect me with somebody. It could be any of those things. So those are just a few examples. Number five, the place where most people fail and do fail, and even PR people, anybody, is follow-up. So follow-up is at certain many, many levels. 
Number one, follow up with your first email. If someone doesn't respond, and I've heard this so many times from clients, oh yeah, I sent them an email, but they never got back to me. Well, the media is not waiting to get back to you. They have, I mean, you've probably heard it from this podcast alone. In any of these journalists that I interview have 20 to 100 pitches. That's, that's pitches set aside every day that they have to tend to. Now, this is aside from the work that they actually have to do. Their work is not reading your pitch emails. Their work is writing, writing articles and stories. So think about that for a moment and understand that they're not waiting for you. So you really have to tell them how you can provide them value really upfront. And I'm sure they're grateful. And I know a lot of journalists that are very um, grateful for PR people, very grateful for pitches and very, very nice and easy to work with. And really they want you to provide value and that's their, they, they value relationships. So follow up with these people. And when you follow up, just say, Hey, look, I noticed you didn't get back to me, but I really think this story is a good fit for you. And then tell them why. So always follow up with some kind of value driven add-on. <laughs> um, that's a kind of like a very salesy term, but yes, a value driven add-on will help um, kind of reinforce why they need to talk to you. And I would follow up maybe three or four times. Um, and then around the fourth time, you could probably tell if they just have radio silenced you, they don't want to talk to you. Now, follow up comes in two different parts. So this is the initial follow up is to like kind of get the conversation going. But what about if you got the interview? What if they got the product and they reviewed it? You need to follow up to make sure they're going to write something and publish something. So not just write something, but also publish something. So you need to get a published date if, when, if and when you can. You can't always get this, but I always push for it and we always push for it. After they review your product or they talk to you in an interview, you know, shoot them an email and say, hey, here's some images, here's our press kit, or hey, here's um, our logo. Do you need anything else? Did you get everything you needed? And can I answer any other questions for you? Is it possible that you know when you might be publishing this? And just, you know, be very, again, gentle, human, and really humanize them, humanize yourself and follow up. Um, don't forget to follow up. Boomerang is there on your Gmail. It will remind you to follow up if you need a reminder, but I guarantee you a lot of the reason, maybe 50% of the reason many people don't get covered is because they don't follow up. And um, people who've bad, had bad experiences with review programs where they sent people product and then they never write anything, it's because they don't follow up. And typically they're not not writing about the product because they don't want to. It's often because they forgot or they have other things on their plate or they plan to put it aside. So just make sure that you follow up with them and make sure that you, again, send them the materials that they might need to complete the article in their best, best capability. This about covers it. But if you have any questions about media outreach, feel free to contact me. You can visit our website's contact page and schedule a free consulting call with me there. Um, and I am happy to answer all of your burning media questions. <laughs> but other than that, thank you for listening so much. And if you have any questions, comments, and suggestions for the podcast, please email us at podcast at thesilvertelegram.com. We are always looking for new topics and issues and challenges so that we can give you more value and more content. That's all for now. Get outside, stay mindful, and see you next time.